All right, welcome to the Freeman Void. Um, or the channel I'm now posting on is House of Void. Um, now if you're listening on the pod on the podcast FMA Mad World, that stand that stands for Freeman's Addendum Mad World. Excuse me, I'm a bit tired. Um, I'm your host, Victus D Void. Again, I wanna I wanted to apologize about my inconsistent uploads. Um, this is just a transitional period in my life, so um, I'd like to thank you guys who have continued to uh, stay tuned in and continue to lend me your ears. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about uh, a global surveillance state. Now, the American surveillance state is a concept I've already done an entire episode on, and if that episode terrified you as it should, <laughs> then today's episode is going to knock your socks off. So, today we will be discussing the formation of a global surveillance state. The concept of a global surveillance state would obviously fall in line with the creation of the One World Government, the WEF, also known as the World Economic Forum, wishes to establish. Obviously, the idea of a surveillance state isn't exactly new. A surveillance state is often the setting of every dystopian story ever written or displayed on film. However, since China unveiled its facial recognition and social credit system, the possibility of a global surveillance state has become far more realistic than most people are aware of. So, for starters, for those of you guys uh, not in the know, China is indeed the golden boy for the global elites. Financial sectors of almost every Western nation have been praising China's economic success while using doublespeak to endorse the policies of the Chinese state. Now, this favoritism was put in full display during the beginning of the 2020 pandemic when literally Every single major media outlet refused to recognize the irrefutable fact that China was entirely to blame for the spread of the virus. And if you did dare to acknowledge the truth, you were labeled a racist and a radically deranged conspiracy theorist. But so what? Surely this favoritism is not at all an indication of ideological agreement with the Chinese state amongst the Western elites. Wow. <laughs> yes, yes it is. And to understand why that is, we have to look at the systematic corruption taking place in the West. So, I have a little article for you guys that was posted on June 16th, 2022 on a website called Reclaim the Net. This article is titled, Google, Twitter, Meta, TikTok, and more just signed the EU's anti-disinformation code. Now, let's begin. Big tech companies have signed a new version of the European Union's anti-disinformation code. Some of the companies that signed include Google, Twitter, Meta, TikTok, and Twitch, but also smaller players such as Vimeo and Clubhouse. There are 34 signatories in total. That includes Adobe, Avas, Clubhouse, Crisp, Thinking, Demagogue, DOT Europe, European Association of Communication Agencies, Wow, Factograph, Globe, Globesec, Google, Interactive Advertising Bureau, IAB Europe, Kinzen, 
Creativitets and communications with a K. It's spelled with a K. Logically, Matilda.SES, Media Math, Meta, Microsoft, Neva, Newsback, NewsGuard, Pagella Politica, Reporters Without Borders. <laughs> I like this one. Reporters Without Borders. <laughs> I like this one. Reporters without borders. This is definitely not a globalist front. Not at all. Definitely not. Sesnam, Bright App, The Garm Initiative, TikTok, Twitch, Twitter, Vimeo, Voss, Europe, Who Targets Me, and World Federation of Advertisers, WFA. Hmm. Apple declined to sign. You know what? Good for you, Apple. I'm proud of you. There you go. The code of practice and disinformation will require online platforms to show how they are tackling harmful t- <laughs> harmful content. <laughs> this is beautiful. It will also require platforms to fight harmful misinformation by forming partnerships with fact checkers and developing tools. They will be forced to include indicators of trustworthiness on information verified independently on hot button issues like COVID-19 and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So (laughs) basically, instead of relying on alternative sources for information, people have to rely on, people will now be forced to rely on mainstream media outlets and any... (laughs) Any bit of information that goes against the chosen narrative will be dismissed. Beautiful. Beautiful. Perhaps the most notable requirement is providing efforts or their efforts to tackle harmful content and disinformation on a country-by-country basis. The move was opposed by online platforms, but national regulators demanded that they need more specific data to better address the spread of disinformation. Basically, they need to know who and where the information is coming from so they can target those individuals and treat them as if they were terrorists. Glorious. So the EU's Vice President for Values and Transparency, Vera Jarova, See, whenever I hear of someone with a political office that involves some moral uh, agenda or some uh, supposed moral agenda, I, I, I immediately see through the disguise or the lie that is their position. And I know that their job is to just ensure that those in their jurisdiction are following the rules. So whenever somebody says they're like a, a rep for diversity and inclusion, I just know they're there to make sure everybody's following the diversity and inclusion doctrine. But it is what it is. So anyways, back to the article. The EU's Vice President for Values and Transparency, Vera Jarova, who is in charge of the code, said, To respond to disinformation effectively, there is a need for the country and language-specific data. We know disinformation is different in every country, and the big platforms will now have to provide meaningful data that would allow to understand better the situation on the country level. Russia's actions have informed to shape the anti-disinformation code, she said. Once the code is operational, we will be better prepared to address disinformation, also coming from Russia. The new code also requires online platforms to provide other data, including AI systems deployed to tackle disinformation, number of bots removed, and the number of content moderators in each country. The code applies immediately, but allows for a six-month implementation period for platforms to adhere to the strict rules. Ah, glorious. I love it. So what I find most interesting about this is here we have many of the world's most 
dominant big tech corporations signing a bill with the EU, the governmental body that likely has the most influence on global affairs outside of the US and China. And though they claim that the goal behind passing such a bill like this is to fight disinformation, it would appear that this is one of those bills the elites pass when they want to censor everything that challenges their agenda or narrative. If we have already accepted the fact that our governments and corporations are watching us, then this bill gives them more power to act on our lives based on information they've gathered from constantly watching our every move. Hmm, forgive me, I don't want to come off as if I'm a conspiracy theorist or something crazy, but this seems like a lot like the beginning of a global surveillance state. Don't you think so? <laughs> maybe, just maybe, this might be an isolated situation. Hold on, we have another article, this one coming from Japan. Wow, so this, is, this article was put out on June 15th, 2022, in Japan. Making online insults can now land you with a year in jail. This was put out by Cindy Harper. To address what it describes as cyberbullying, Japan has passed a law criminalizing online insults. Breaking the law will result in up to one year in jail or a fine. As reported by the Japan Times, the law was passed on Monday and its enforcement will begin this summer. It was passed due to public outcry after professional wrestler Hana Kumura, Kumura committed suicide in 2020 after being insulted online. Before the passing of the legislation, insults were still an offense with a punishment of a maximum of 30 days in jail and a 10,000 yen, approximately around $75, fine. According to the Japan Times, following the death of Kumura, two men were charged and slapped with a 9,000 yen, which in this case is $70 fine, for insulting the celebrity. The public felt that it was not enough of a punishment and called for a stricter law. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. These tragic incidents are pushed out to the public for everyone to see so that the people can demand harsher laws be put in place to better keep them safe. I love it. The people themselves welcomed and embraced such a law. It's fascinating how we embrace our own enslavement, isn't it? It's very interesting. So anyways, continuing on, the new online insults legislation carries a maximum of one year in jail or a 300,000 yen fine, which in this case is approximately $2,870. Japan's penal code defines insults as publicly demeaning someone's social standing without referring to specific facts about them or specific action. It differs from defamation, which must include facts about someone. Critics have noted that the law could have a chilling effect on free speech. Well, duh. <laughs> it is also unclear if the law will apply to criticism of political leaders and government officials. Oh, of course it will. Of course it will. This is how it starts. See, now, Japan, one of the most influential nations and governments on the planet, is going to start criminalizing online insults. Yes, I am fully aware that they are trying to frame this as a move against cyberbullying. But I'm going to go ahead and not be an absolute retard and see the move for what it really is. A preemptive strike against free speech that will be further expounded upon in later times once the government finds a crisis they can use to rationalize their action. Article number three. <laughs> 
It gets better and better. Article number three was put out on June 18th, 2022, and it is titled, Social Media Posts Could Lead to Gun Confiscation Under Proposed Red Flag Laws, PA Governor Tim Wolf or Tom Wolf suggests. This was put out on June 18th, 2022, and it was put out by a Dan Freith, Freith, I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Continuing on, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf shared an infographic showing how U.S. citizens posting photos of guns on social media along with cryptic messages could lead to a court confiscating their guns under proposed legislation that he supports. Wow. Red flag laws allow us to take action when someone who has a gun begins to act erratically. <laughs> Glorious. I love it. So, in the social media age, this could include online posts. Red flag laws still require due process and any removal of weapons is temporary, Governor Wolf continued. Governor Wolf rebuked Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee for refusing to approve what he called common sense bills addressing gun violence in the state. Instead of voting to move the four bills to the House for debates, Republicans on the Judiciary Committee forced a vote to refer the bills to another committee. Shameful. That's what I'd call today's actions, or rather, inaction, Governor Wolf said. <laughs> Lawmakers have an opportunity to take common sense steps, which the majority of Pennsylvania support. Instead of taking a vote to advance these bills, they are just delaying debate on this legislation. Gun violence won't delay. Every day the Republicans stall, more people are at risk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Don't you like political jargon? Political jargon is glorious. I love it. This isn't just a Philadelphia issue. This is a statewide and national issue that must be addressed. It's reprehensible. Reprehensible. That Republicans continue to stall. It's reprehensible. That Republicans continue to stall when our own constituents want this addressed right now, Governor Wolf said. I urge Republicans to stop this tactic and take action. Last week, Governor Wolf sent a letter to the members of the committee calling on them to approve the four bills as they are. I have committed to doing everything I can to bring peace to our communities. But ultimately, sensible gun laws save lives and the General Assembly must act to make statutory changes, Governor Wolf said. Communities across the Commonwealth, urban, suburban, and rural, have experienced the horror of gun violence. We must do our part to prevent these tragedies. The letter also alleges that the bills are not meant to take guns away from law-abiding citizens, but doesn't touch on how a social media post with photos of guns could be illegal. If the aforementioned bills become law, they would not infringe upon the rights of law-abiding gun owners. Yes, they will. That is a complete lie. Yes, they will. This is not about taking guns away. Yes, it is. It 100% is. From those who lawfully own and operate them, it's about ensuring guns are appropriately locked up and kept out of the hands of those who are more apt to cause harm. <laughs> Do you want to know who's more apt to cause harm than anyone else? Angry people who are under the boots of an authoritarian regime. So watch yourself, Governor Wolf. Watch yourself. But all I have to say about this article is wowzers. Something's wrong. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it. My skin is crawling. Here we go. 
we have American political elites using the tragedies of gun violence in order to push for legislation that would be a never preemptive strike against our freedoms that does seem awfully similar to what the Japanese government is doing. Notice the emotional language used by Governor Wolf? We can no longer afford to do nothing. Every day that we delay, lives are on the line. Pennsylvanians are counting on you. This language is a deliberate attempt to gain the moral high ground and labeling any views that run counter to his as morally wrong. <laughs> Glorious. Political jargon. I love it. I love it all. So continuing on to article number four. Yes, it keeps getting better and better. This one is titled, Meta is sued for collecting data on hospital patients. On June 18, 2022, that, that is the date in which it was published, and it was written by a woman named Christina Mass. Anyways, it reads as, Meta has been sued over allegations that sensitive medical data is shared secretly with Facebook when patients access the portals of some healthcare centers. The basis of the lawsuit is, Pixel, a tracking tool owned by Facebook. The tool redirects patients' private data without consent, which is a violation of the state and federal laws, according to the lawsuit filed in San Francisco Federal Court. The unidentified complainant is proposing a class action on the behalf of millions. This week, news outlet The Marco published a report alleging that 33 of the hospitals in Newsweek's top 100 hospitals use Pixel in the web portals. According to the lawsuit, at least 664 healthcare systems and providers use Pixel. The plaintiff said he is a patient at a healthcare facility in Baltimore and uses the facility's portal to make appointments, communicate with providers, and review lab results. He is seeking punitive damages for invasion of privacy, violation of the Federal Electronic Communications Privacy Act, breach of contract, and multiple other violations. Meta's Help Center pages states, if Meta signals filtering mechanisms detects business tools data that it categorizes as potentially sensitive health-related data, the filtering mechanism is designed to prevent that data from being ingested into our ads, ranking and optimizing systems. Now, here we have more evidence of the establishment system using its vast resources to access personal medical data. So, I'm going to let you use your own brain to form whatever spooky conspiracy theories you may have um, about what they could do with such information, as I'm almost positive that is indeed exactly what they are going to do. Article number five, and that is the last article is titled, The World Economic Forum and World Trade Organization Push Global Digital Identity of Persons and Objects. <laughs> On June 17, 2022, that is the date it was published, and it was published or written by a person named Didi Rinkovich. The World Economic Forum's obsession with not merely digitization, but also digitalization as a means of tracking and control is manifest in yet another document that has come out of the group. Wow. This time, the WEF is joined by the World Trade Organization in drafting their thoughts on what the future of trade, also when all is said and done, humanity should look like. The joint report, The Promise of Trade Tech, 
policy approaches to harness trade digitalization came out in April and addresses end-to-end trade digitalization to include a digital ID certification framework that would, needless to say, be global and apply to physical and digital objects, but also people, i.e. natural persons. Even now, when the pandemic, the supply chain mayhem, and many key geopolitical trends are showing that the heyday of globalization is over, this concept remains firmly embedded in the thinking of the Davos-based WEF, and it turns out of the W2O, also based in Switzerland. The report explains the need to build end-to-end trade digitization where natural and legal persons and objects are treated equally with so-called identity silos or identity domains no longer viable in other words interoperable id system must become global wef spiritual leader and its founder klaus schwab in 2017 wrote in his book the fourth industrial revolution that people and movement would soon be treated the same as any package pallets or container with these physical objects at the time tracked only by radio frequency identification rfid tag sensors and transmitters that idea seems to have matured in the meanwhile with a number of digital id and tracking initiatives that have come out of this year's gathering in davos in the new wef wto report notes that not only movement and location but also performance and contribution to a global circular economy can be monitored thanks to traceability the wef has a name for this group of technologies trade tech they include blockchain artificial intelligence and internet of things but the use of the word trade might be misleading to some since it doesn't concern identifying and tracking only products unless that is people are also treated as products digital or physical there's also a name for what a future set on such foundations is likely to spawn digital dictatorships control and monitoring has been at the heart of any dictatorship since the dawn of time and the digital world is providing more tools than ever to achieve just that The topic of RFID tags emerged during this year's WEF held in May, a month after the publication of the report, and this time it was more concrete in the way the technology described as applied to humans. Short of wearing tracking devices under one skin, the next best thing from the point of view of monitoring and tracking enthusiasts is to place them onto people's skin by way of clothes they wear. Active RFID tags send out a signal all the time, which is expensive but handy for real-time tracking. While passive tags are the less expensive variety often used in various packaging, what they had in common in the past is that they were clearly visible. But there are companies like Swickofill who produce RFID fibers in yarns that are high performance and lasting a long time since they can be integrated into clothing and are washable. In other words, not something you're likely to notice and peel off. There are also those who already specialize in putting together RFIDs and biometrics like facial recognition data. While RFID technology automatically identifies tags that are placed on objects, biometrics come in to identify the actual person and reports say that this is used to automate employee monitoring. Yuval Noah Harari, popular with the likes of Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, introduced on the WEF website as a historian and philosopher who co-founded Sapienship a multidisciplinary organization advocating for global responsibility and clarifying public conversation in terms of technological disruption, ecological collapse, and the nuclear threat, spoke in Davos in 2020 to share insights such as that those who have enough data about a person can hack their body, brain, and life. 
omnipresent tracking certainly provides a massive amount of data, including biometrics, while Harari seems to think that reverse engineering of human beings is what can easily happen next. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it, he said. I like how he calls themselves the elites. That's fascinating. It's like he knows who he is. This is the icing on the cake. The WEF, a global organization with worldwide reach and control over political affairs, is pushing for a system that would allow them to track our every move on the internet. And when you consider the fact that many of the apps we use also track our location, then they will be tracking your every move on the physical plane as well. The verdict has been made. We are watching the formation of the most evil empire from the wildest and most disturbing dystopian fantasies, a global surveillance state. Look how they have begun intruding into our lives with the sanctimonious zeal of an entitled overbearing mother, watching our every move and demanding we give them more authority over our lives. Is this how freedom dies? Is this how the human spirit will go out? Call me a madman, but I want to live in a world where no one outside of God, my family, and myself has any say over what I do if my actions are not causing unwarranted physical and psychological trauma to those around me. All of these seemingly disconnected instances play into one big agenda. They are weaving together a spider web that will trap all of us little flies so that the ghoulish elites can feast on our misery. Meanwhile, the big flies within the establishment royalty will bypass the rules of the game entirely. I say, to hell with that. To those of you working in unison to put this web together, vi victus, vi victus. When it's time for Babylon to fall, you will burn down with it.